and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's the RIC and the place to be. Rick Saratella here at the Jersey Shore broadcasting around the universe here on Jacob Sports. Brought to you by Ocean Casino and Resorts in Atlantic City. Big shout out to Ocean Casino Resorts. Uh, Big shout out to Jacob Media. Big shout out to all my chat room people for waking up with us today. Uh, Let's ride, Jeremiah. Welcome to the Football Playbook Part 4 here on this September 1st. 2022 you know how we do always bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002 that's what we do over at the nfldraftbible.com i'm excited because we get to sprinkle in some nfl draft talk today my guy uh dane vandernat will be joining us in about 20 minutes or so we got some phenomenal phenomenal uh thursday night football i mean are you kidding me thursday night football we got the backyard brawl pittsburgh and west virginia first time in over 10 years uh, we'll talk about that. Penn State at Purdue. I mentioned, you know, I went over to Happy Valley a couple weeks ago, uh, wrote up 23 players <clears throat> that I'm keeping an eye on for 2023 NFL draft and beyond. A couple Eagles targets there that we might uh, discuss. And of course, um, my guy Emery Hunt from CBS Sportsline, uh, CBS Sports headquarters, of course, the football czar, if you're familiar with the football game plan. Uh, Emery Hunt, <clears throat> always bringing extensive knowledge, so we're going to chop it up with him. And uh, we'll have Gail Saunders from 4th and John. I'm sure you've been tuned in to the uh, Around the NFC East show that kicks off at 7, followed by Mac and Mac Birds 365 from 8 to 10. We're taking you up to the 12 o'clock hour with uh, the Sports Talk guys, and they're talking a lot of Eagles. We'll talk some Eagles here. We'll keep our pulse on the national scene. And we'll go around the league. We'll talk some uh, 53-man cuts. Big shout-out to all the chat room folks. I see you, John, Jeremiah, Tavern, Mike. Luscious. That's that's a new one. Luscious, the show. Good to see you, brother. Uh, Please chime in. Feel free. Tell a friend that it's them again. It's the football playbook. Our guy, Tone, behind the scenes. Uh, Shout-out to Xander, Joey, the Krause boys. Congratulations on uh, the entire Jacob sports youtube channel are you kidding me over a million views in the month of august we're just getting started with football season we got two new shows we got around the clock programming from 7 a.m to 6 p.m eastern we got the eagles post game show live from the ocean casino resorts in atlantic city buckle up it's a double chin strap affair on the jacob sports channel and i got news for you uh ocean casino doing big big things did you guys see uh, Jacob Sports doing big, big things. <clears throat> Atlantic City doing big, big things. They just published the uh, the revenue earnings for last month. And Atlantic City, long time coming, they just had their best month in over a decade. Huh? How about that? How about that for the city that was counted dead and out? And kudos to the ocean because they've made it significant. They're the, the largest growing 
casino. I think they had 44% <clears throat> growth. And uh, it's now Borgata, number one, and Ocean, number three. Uh, I think um, who was number two is slipping my mind now. But uh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for the Ocean Casino. So, uh, hey, we're going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. Feel free to chime in with your questions in the chat room. I've got some uh, NFL predictions today for you. We're going to go uh, get a segment in here with my preseason predictions. We'll do some over-unders on the win totals. I'm looking at a couple great value plays if you're into that kind of thing. So uh, we'll get down on that. Um, Brian Westbrook, the uh player engagement ambassador, I believe, hired by the XFL yesterday. Uh, rest in peace, Stephen White. I think he was only like 48 years old. Uh, selected by the Philadelphia Eagles back in 1996. He did play, I think, mostly with the uh, Tennessee, and he was with the Jets. He was, he was chosen by the Eagles in the draft. Really wasn't on Philly for long, but he died uh, unexpectedly, I think, at the age of 48. Really young guy. So, uh <clears throat> Thoughts and prayers to the White family there. Um, what else? Jason Peters in for a visit with the Dallas Cowboys. You talk about old desperado Jerry Jones down there in the DFW, man. They're trying to patch up that offensive line, which, oh, by the way, <clears throat> I'll get into this more, but when you look around some of the odds makers in Vegas, the Eagles now, I've seen them neck and neck tied for the Cowboys to win the division. Most of the sports books still have the Cowboys slightly ahead of the Eagles, but there are sports books now that have equal odds for those Cowboys and the Eagles to win the. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson moving that needle over to the other side. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of that. Um, how about Ian book? And LaMichael Pirine, uh, two former draft picks being uh, scooped up by the Eagles practice squad. We'll talk more about that with Gail Saunders later on in the show. Of course, Emery Hunt will weigh in. Uh, he had a bold prediction. I can't wait until we get that. And of course, yes, Jeremiah, Jalen Rager is gone. Didn't Howie Roseman play a great poker face? Sat there, sung his praise all preseason, stood up there at the podium the other day, talked about what a great player Jalen Rager is. I mean, come on. Kudos, kudos to Howie Roseman. He uh, pulled it off, got a pair of draft picks for a disposable part. A guy that was, quite frankly, useless. <laughs> I mean, what good was he? He wasn't a good punt returner. Couldn't play wide receiver. What good was he? Uh, so, hey, he'll get to uh, play alongside Justin Jefferson over there in Minnesota. Understand what a wide receiver one really looks like. Understand what a wide receiver in general of the NFL level wide receiver looks like but i know the vikings were desperate so they're gonna try to uh roll the dice on jalen rager god bless him and uh you know we'll see what that means for the punt return could it mean uh brenton covey could it mean devin allen could it mean kenneth gainwell could it mean quez watkins i think it's up to be determined we shall see uh but i want to kick things off <clears throat> with this russell wilson news because there are ramifications here we talk about jalen hurts what a good season could mean for Jalen Hurts. What kind of money could Jalen Hurts be reeling in? Well, today's Russell Wilson contract could be an indicator. And so uh, five years, $245 million extension, $165 million guaranteed. Uh, this brings his deal in Denver now to seven years, 
tone behind the scenes. How old is Russell Wilson? He's got to be in his 30s, right? He's got to, I mean, this has probably got to take him close to 40 years old. Seven years, $296 million, which basically is just a hair below Aaron Rodgers' $50 million a year. Russell William, Russell Wilson coming in at $49 million per year. Uh, again, $165 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers was four years, $200 million with $153 guaranteed. Uh, Kyler Murray, five years, $230 million, $160 guaranteed. So, you know... This is this is what it is. I mean, if you want a franchise quarterback, um, you know, Deshaun Watson got 230 million guaranteed. So still not, you know, Russell Wilson's contracts, not near that in terms of guarantees. But the bottom line is this. A top tier quarterback is going for 50 million bucks these days. That's that's the going market rate. And, you know. The fact of the matter is when you talk to these captologists or these guys that track the NFL salary cap with all these new TV deals, uh, the, the salary cap for next year is projected to increase. It's 208.2 million this year. It's projected to increase 225 million in 2023. And then it jumps up. Uh, they're projecting 256 million in 2024. So when you say, Hey, well, if Rodgers and Wilson are worth 50 million, well, then Hertz is worth maybe 40 million. Well, not so fast, my friend, because the salary cap keeps going up, 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 up. And some people believe that's why Lamar Jackson, who claims the Ravens didn't offer a big money contract, reports are they did offer a big money contract. Then you hear talk that, hey, maybe he's just waiting it out until the salary cap goes up to make even more. Uh, I got news for you. Lamar Jackson will want more than Aaron Rodgers. So that's the decision the Baltimore Ravens are going to have to make. Is Lamar Jackson, who can't complete a pass more than 20 yards, worth more than $50 million a year? What you doing, big boys? <laughs> I got news for you. I was thinking $35, $40 million a year for Jalen Hurts. I think with the salary cap increasing... If this team wins a playoff game, Jalen Hurts will command five years, $200 million, no doubt about it. That's the market rate. So buckle up. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll find yourself like Seattle Seahawks <laughs> picking between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Oh, God. Are you kidding? And I got news for you. We had a big shout-out to all our guests yesterday, by the way. We had Amanda Ruler on. Uh, who just finished her Bill Walsh, uh, in, you know, apprenticeship there in Seattle. And uh, I was talking to her when I was out West at the Hub football camp, and she was just talking about, um, you know, the presence of Russell Wilson being gone there. They're trying to figure out who's going to pick up that leadership. And I had somebody else um, from Seattle, not Kayla, but somebody within the organization that said, they're not even allowed to say the R word. And I'm not talking about RIC. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. They're not even allowed to say his name in the building. Pete Carroll won't allow it. That's how pissed off they are at Russell Wilson. But, hey, uh, believe you me, Russell Wilson is a difference maker. He's worth every penny 
of this $296 million. This guy's going to make another $300 million. I guess Sierra can – I mean, she probably was already retired. How long ago did that – she's like a one-hit wonder. What's What was that song? <laughs> that one-two step? I mean, that's like 15 years ago. Did she put out a song? Russell Wilson, 33 years old. Thanks, Tone. So he'll he'll this will take him to 40, and Sierra will be doing that one-two step right into retirement. God bless. Uh, so Russell Wilson news, ramifications on Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Boy, if Lamar Jackson's a $50 million quarterback, I hate to see what uh, Justin Herbert is going to command. And so, you know, that's what happens with these big money contracts. And that's why Howie Roseman, the move of Chancey Gardner Johnson, all in the best supporting cast in football. Possibly. I mean, you stack this roster. Um, there's really no holes. There's just a question mark at the quarterback position, whether Jalen Hurts will take the jump. And I, and I believe he will um, because this guy prepares like he's a maniacal preparation you know my dad used to say uh, the old john wooden phrase those who uh fail to prepare prepare to fail not jalen hurts he's buckled up ready to go man and he doesn't make bad decisions so uh we'll get more out of uh jalen hurts with uh emory hunt gail saunders uh we'll have dane vandernat coming up here in just about five minutes or so and you know just looking at the eagles practice squad i'm so happy that one, they were able to retain all those wide receivers in question. I'm surprised, you know, what are these decision makers around the league? Are they really watching the preseason games? Are they monitoring what's going on? Because did they not see Deion Kane play? I, I mean, Minnesota, not for nothing. You guys, you took the worst wide, you took the, the worst of the two wide receivers. Like you could have had Deion Kane for nothing. But instead, you gave up draft picks for Jalen Rager. Like, you know, that Vikings GM, he's not known to be a talent evaluator. He's like an analytics guy. I think he got caught hitting the snooze button. <laughs> what, what are you looking at? You think this guy's a, a punt returner? Is that what you traded for? I don't know. You could have had Deion Kane. Uh, the shrewdness of Howie Roseman. Not only does he bring back Deion Kane, he retains uh, Devin Allen. And Britton Covey. I mean, come on. That's a win. That's a big W right there. And then even though they, they were able to snatch Ian Book off of waivers, I think a former fourth-round pick out of Notre Dame, uh, they also still brought back Reed Sinnott. So we thought they might have three quarterbacks. They're carrying four. They're carrying four. And LaMichael Pirine. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries. I think he could be a back burner guy, but, you know, he's not that bigger back that the Eagles were craving. He's he's more of that slasher type role out of Florida. Uh, had a pretty impressive uh, showing there at the Senior Bowl coming out down in Mobile. And, you know, again, you try to, you know, there's a reason why he was a fourth-round pick just two years ago. So same thing with Ian Book there's a reason why these guys get drafted. And Ian Book, he's won more games than any quarterback at Notre Dame in history. And when you think about that, Joe Montana, Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen, say what you want about Quinn and Clausen. Those guys were great college quarterbacks. This guy, Ian Book, won more than them all. And so it's all about intangibles with Ian Book. 
ideal clipboard holder because he's like having an extra coach in that QB room. But you, when you talk about preparation, uh, student of the game, smart decision-making, Ian Book is all that. Works that short to intermediate passing game really well. So, hey, another developmental quarterback to play backup if Gardner Menchu. We talked about how many Eagles guys are on one-year deals. Chances are they're not going to be able to afford Jalen Hurts and Gardner Menchu. So, hey, you got to try to develop a backup. Ian Book might be that guy. Is it an upgrade over Reed Sinet? Maybe, but not by much. Sinet does know the playbook, so who knows? We shall see. Uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of moving and shaking around the league. 53-man waiver wires, practice squad still being tweaked. We'll talk about it. We'll be about it. It's the football playbook taking you up to noon Eastern time. Sports take guys will take over from there. Of course, uh, the National Football Show with Dan Cilio from 3 to 6. Hey, it's the Jacob Sports Channel. We got you covered. 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., the Eagles postgame show down at the Ocean Casino Resorts. Coming up after the break, we got Dane Vandernat, the executive director of the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Turn our attention to the college football landscape right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. at it again the football playbook here rick saratella breaking it down chopping it up and uh you know we're gonna have dane vandernat in just a second shout out to all my chat room people uh big shout out to all the guests yesterday we had a a a really receptive um feedback after the show dr lynn lasbrook uh amanda ruler uh we had glenn irby and then uh, Kayla Santiago, who brought the heat with the Eagles talk. I see the chat room really liked that spot. Well, I got some football playbook breaking news for you here today. Uh, I spoke to Kayla after the show yesterday, and it's official. I think this is going to make the chat room very happy. Kayla Santiago will be with us every Wednesday during the season, recapping the Eagles. Buckle up to double chin strap affair. Hey, it's always a double chin strap affair here on the football playbook. When we have Dane Vandernat, the executive director of the NFL PA collegiate ball strapping up, buckle up. Welcome on into your uh, football playbook debut, Dane. How are you today? Hey, Ricky, I'm doing great, man. Great to be on with you. And congratulations on the football playbook. Thanks brother. Uh, checking in, good in that NFL PA polo, my man. Yeah. Representing. And you uh, we have the Nike on one side. and PA on the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're matching brother. We're matching. Right, man. So, I want to get into um, some college football. I want to get into some of the uh, uh, 53-man rosters and practice squad additions from all our all of our NFL PA Bowl alumni. But uh, for those who watched my old show, um, The State of Football, you are a regular here every Thursday. You'll be a regular here with us every Thursday again on the Football Playbook. Of course, 10 years in the front office with the Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders as the pro personnel uh, department there, pro personnel director. And now what are we on year four with the NFL PA bowl? Four, baby. Time is flying by. And so we had 23 guys, uh, I think as of the other day on 53 man rosters, I know you've been keeping tabs with our, uh, NFL PA bowl alumni. What's the latest tally? I know these, uh, waiver wire transactions are tough to keep up, keep up with, but do you have any updated numbers from our NFL PA bowl squad? Yeah, we had two more of our guys claimed, Rick. So totals up to 25 now on uh, 53-man rosters, which is, you know, awesome uh, for our guys. Excited for this opportunity for them. As you and I and, and you know, our listeners know, Rick, that um, this is just the starting point, right? In the National Football League, every single day, you've got to earn your roster spot. You have to justify why they're going to pay you north of $600,000 a year. So if you want to make that type of money, you got to perform, obviously, in the clutch on game day. But, you know, for so many of these rookies, a lot of them have not been asked to play special teams to date in their college career. They were the best player on their team. They were obviously an integral part of that team uh, and their success. So a lot of them weren't asked to play on special teams. But as you and I know, my man, that – that's the first thing they're going to be asked to do because yeah. as we know, if you're not a starter in the national football league, the only way you're suiting up on Sundays is by participating in that kicking game. So uh, for these guys, it's going to be important for them to continue to show out and continue to, to earn that roster spot that they've uh, already achieved. 
Yeah, and I see some t- some teams in the NFL kind of poo-pooing the uh, special teams units, maybe not putting as much emphasis and value because the return game has been somewhat devalued. I still think it's one-third of the game very strongly. And, uh, you know, when you look at the NFL rosters, one-third is usually between 27 to 33% of every NFL roster, believe it or not, are undrafted free agents. In fact, I saw a number floating around yesterday that said, there was more undrafted free agent signings that made 53-man rosters than sixth and seventh round draft picks combined. How about that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising because, as, as we know, the, the undrafted free agents uh, comprise the largest component of NFL rosters, right? Now, obviously, there are only so many first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders uh, in the NFL, but uh, undrafted free agents, look – you've got these guys, right? And, and obviously we're, we're real proud because um, I'm not sure exactly how many of our 25 guys run drafted, but Joshua Ross, for instance, from Michigan, linebacker that made the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, well, obviously he went from Jim Harbaugh coaching him at Michigan to John Harbaugh now coaching him in Baltimore. And, and what's the common denominator outside of uh, the last name of the head coaches? It's that he is a uh, balls to the wall, pardon the expression, hair on fire, uh, running down on every single kick unit. He, he's not going to be a starting linebacker in all likelihood for the Baltimore Ravens this year, but he is going to be a standard bearer on special teams. So for guys like Joshua Ross, um, you know, he's making it as that. And you've had a number of guys, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts. Um, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, all keep an NFL PA Bowl, uh, you know, alumni that were just that mainstay going to make a 53. They're gritty. You know, you may want better as a starter, but you can't get this guy out the building type. So um, real proud of these guys for obviously putting themselves in that position. Well, you mentioned the word gritty, so I got to go over to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions because uh, they got one of our guys who became a star of this hard knocks uh malcolm rodriguez and you mentioned special teams he comes into camp a sixth round pick makes some plays on special teams say hey you know what this guy's making some plays let's try him out at mike and he comes in and just is a tackle machine he lights up the preseason and you saw uh kevin kevin shepherd the linebacker coach aaron glenn the defensive coordinator they've pretty much have, uh, have anointed him the starter i mean he, he he's a sixth round pick makes his presence felt on special teams, catapults right into the starting lineup there for the Detroit Lions. And it comes as no surprise, you know, just understanding Malcolm Rodriguez, his uh, his intangibles, Rick, or as you know, they're off the charts. And that's what exactly what the Oklahoma State football staff alerted us to last year, that this guy was the first team, all Big 12 coaches, Right. And, you know, that's always one of those where, okay, when you get the National Football League, okay, personnel guys, we want the guy that's 6'2, 240 with, you know, 34 inch arms and is going to run 4'5. And the coaches are saying, I need a guy that knows how to communicate, understands the defense, can get uh, the troops aligned pre snap, and then knows what to do once the ball's hiked. So, um, you know what? Malcolm Rodriguez fits that persona of gritty that Dan Campbell's preached about all over hard knocks, right? The guy that's just going to be scrappy. Obviously we saw his dance moves there on uh, episode one too. So, you know, Hey, he's, he's bringing the, the Latin flavor there to Detroit, but um, you know what? Malcolm Rodriguez, high football intelligence, great leadership, high character, 
Um, he's going to know exactly what to do, when to do it. Once that ball's hiked, he's going 100 miles an hour. And he's one of those guys, Rick, like, hey, you know what? He may not have ran 4-5 in a 40-yard dash without pads on, right? But when that ball's hiked, he plays fast. He's going to play bigger than his size. He's going to play faster than his 40 time. And that's what makes him such a great football player. And, you know, again, really proud of him going out there and, and obviously continuing to do what he's always done. But when you go to the National Football League, that's a big jump for anybody. Uh, whether you're a first round pick or you're an undrafted free agent and everybody in between. So for him, he's gone out there. He's obviously earned that. Many of us are able to watch that uh, kind of cataloged, if you will, over the summer with hard knocks and uh, really excited to continue to watch him ascend. And I mean, Jared Davis, second round pick out of Florida player that when I was with the Raiders, we highly coveted and he got taken before we were able to pick. He's on their practice squad. Malcolm Rodriguez is in that starting lineup, man. That's, yeah. It's pretty telling. Rodrigo! <laughs> it's been so much fun to watch that story play out. And there's there's a lot of other uh, NFL PA ball stories. Uh, I've talked about Josh Sills on the air here. We've talked about it off the air. Um, you know, before we get into some of these college football matchups, though, uh, the, the, the Eagles – you know, they're always looking to develop a quarterback. They they claimed Ian Book off waivers, but they still brought back Reed Sinet, who kind of was up and down during the preseason here, spent some time in Tampa under Tom Brady. We had him out at the NFL PA Bowl. Uh, just a quick, skinny little scouting report, what you saw from him. I mean, he's, he's another one with an incredible story because he started only his final year of high school. Then he goes to San Diego, sits, 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 starts his final year of college. Uh, that he comes to the NFL and you know what he's going into year two or year three but what does Reed Sinet bring to the table I think he brings a lot of those similar characteristics that we're talking about with Malcolm Rodriguez and you know obviously you know Reed has a little bit better size right for prototype if you will you know he's 6'2 220 pound guy MVP of the NFL PA Bowl a couple years back Rick when we were out there um, you, you know I think that obviously Going and playing quarterback is obviously tough. You know, the news flash there, right? I'm breaking something down. But, um, you know, for, for him to go in there and you saw him with the Miami Dolphins, you've seen him with Tampa Bay before that, obviously now on to Philadelphia, he's going to find his niche as being a great quarterback in that room. And that's something I think a lot of people don't understand, right? We all sit there and think about competition and you know, iron sharpens iron and we want everyone to be pushed all the time. The NFL quarterback room is a little bit different in that way. Yes, I want competitors, but I don't know a quarterback who isn't competitive. I've never met one, especially in the National Football League. But the other guys we want in that room, that's why the San Francisco quarterback room is so kind of uh, interesting, let's just say, right? That you have, obviously, a guy that's played a lot in the National Football League and you know probably still has a lot in him in Jimmy G, but we're going with the young buck and Trey Lance. I'm not saying that there's going to be friction there, but that's an interesting room as far as when things don't go right, how that could happen. You're not going to get that with Reed Sinet backing up Jalen Hurts or even Ian Book, right? Ian Book, in, in my humble opinion, is not going to push Jalen Hurts for the starting quarterback rod in Philadelphia. He's going to go in there. He's highly intelligent. He's very athletic. He's going to be able to get Philadelphia out in a pinch. I think Reed Sinet is going to continue to, one, he's going to be a great 
uh, backup. He's going to know what to do. He's going to understand the playbook. He's going to be able to offer some insights from his experience, right? Jalen and uh, Ian Booker, both a little more athletic than Reed. No offense, Reed, but, you know, they're going to have a little bit different style. And I think Reed's going to bring, you know, a little bit more of that, hey, I can stand in the pocket a little bit longer. I can deliver from the pocket. I can also get outside and throw on the move. But, you know, his style is going to be a little different. I think it's going to complement that room. I don't think it's going to be a, a negative, um, you know, for that, if that makes sense. No, I agree wholeheartedly. And Howie Roseman always looking for that next developmental quarterback. And uh, everyone we shall see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the Bill Walsh philosophy, right? So, hey, mm -hmm. speaking of quarterbacks, got a couple good ones here tonight in this backyard brawl matchup. Uh, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, 75 miles apart. Ironically, haven't met in over 10 years. So it's return of the backyard brawl. Uh, and you got JT Daniels, a transfer quarterback now with at West Virginia. You've got Caden Slovis, a transfer quarterback, now at Pittsburgh filling in uh, those Kenny Pickett shoes. Of course, a new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh with uh, Frank Signetti. And my understanding is in Pittsburgh, they've had to uh, hire additional security. They've beefed up the security for this matchup here tonight. Uh, so let's talk about it and see uh, what the Dane Vandernat uh, evaluation prognosis tells us about the backyard brawl. Well, you know, first of all, one of my great mentors and Ken Harrock uh, is from Pittsburgh and played at West Virginia. So uh, I, I, I've got a little bit of history and background with this rivalry uh, and, and the area in general. But um, the interesting thing to me is when you look at these two quarterbacks that you just mentioned, both of them transfers. I think two years ago, you watched Cannon Slovis down at SC. I'll tell you what, Rick, if I didn't see a first-round quarterback, I didn't know what I was looking at. You saw him in their, in their game against Stanford come back from, I believe, a three-score deficit in the fourth quarter and throw three touchdown passes. And the last one, the most impressive of any of them, I remember texting my buddies, defensive coach for Stanford, like, holy cow, like that quarterback was, you know, quite the, the put on quite the show, if you will. But, um, you know, obviously things didn't work out for him at SC. A lot of things haven't worked out for SC, unfortunately, for the last decade. Um, you know, they went with a new coach. They brought in a new quarterback. And it's understandable that Slovis is going to transfer to a place that just produced a first-round quarterback, even if, um, you know, Mark Whipple moved on to Nebraska. But Frank Signetti's put together a lot of great college offenses. He's a, he's a former quarterback coach in the National Football League. He understands coaching that position, and I think he's going to elevate Caden Slovis's profile and, and his ability. So I look for both these guys, JT Daniels, right? All the talent in the world, five-star quarterback, goes to Georgia. For whatever reason, just never found that consistency with the Bulldogs, right? So for him, now how can he kind of change the narrative? And, Rick, this is what we talk about, right, when we're going to these colleges in the offseason, and we're telling these guys, hey, look, there's already a narrative about you. The NFL scouts have already come through and they've looked at all you guys who were juniors last year. They're going to be seniors this year. They already have an opinion on you. You've already been graded. You do, fortunately for you, though, have an opportunity to change that narrative, right? Your senior season can be so imperative in making these jumps. So for a guy like for, for Slovis or JT Daniels, this is your opportunity to change what's been said about you and how NFL teams are going to value you. 
for both guys, though, I think they're fortunate that they have a strong supporting cast, right? I think, you know, with West Virginia, you've got Bryce Ford Wheaton, a big wide receiver. You've got a good running back there. You've got a solid defense. Dante Stills returns. I think this is for his 19th year there at West Virginia. Um, you know, but a heck of a defensive lineman. You've got Charles Woods, the corner, uh, you know, expecting big things out of him. For, for Slovis, man, Carter Warren and Gabe Hoy both decided to return back, right? Carter Warren, we thought, was going to the Senior Bowl last year, opts to go back to Pittsburgh. So he's returning a veteran offensive line. Um, they also, you know, uh, have Jared Wayne, the wide receiver, who I saw an article recently saying they're going to forget about the receiver that took off for SC, but, um, you know, he's going to help them uh, forget about them. They have three defensive ends that can get after the passer. So, again, for, for both Pittsburgh and West Virginia, I think you've got two very good teams, obviously different conferences, but um, it's going to be a nice opener for both of them and really get to see at the gate who's going to set the tone for the season, who's going to take off and, and really run with this opportunity. Yeah, and Keaton Slovis, sky is the limit, really. I mean, it's so not, much talent. Yeah, it's not too far to think that he could ascend back up to that first round status, like a uh, Kenny Pickett if he has a big year. And you you talk about change the narrative. Just go ask Reed Sinet, who was not even on the NFL radar going into his senior season. So uh, we'll be keeping a, a an eye on that matchup tonight for certain. I know Pittsburgh. Uh, comes in about a touchdown favorite. I think this game's going to be closer. I think it could go. I think it's a coin toss matchup. I think this game can go either way. So be careful there. Uh, this one's going to be 7 p.m. on ESPN. So make sure uh, you bookmark that. Another game I'm going to be keeping an eye on since I was just up at Happy Valley is the Penn State Nittany Lions on the road traveling to Purdue. Never an easy matchup, but I got to say. Uh, when I was up at uh, Happy Valley, that defense, uh, they've got impact players all over the place. P.J. Mustafer up front, who returned off of the injury, another sixth-year senior. Uh, Jair Brown, the safety, is a good-looking prospect, but I could not stop. I had a man crush on Joey Porter Jr. because this guy is just so big. <laughs> he's so physical. Uh, the, the strength and conditioning coach said he's going to light up the combine. And to me, I mean, I know a lot of uh, split opinions on Joey Porter Jr., but to me, he looked like a first-round pick. Uh, Penn State at Purdue, uh, 8 p.m. on Fox. What do you got here for us, Dane? Well, I mean, again, I think you got a great opportunity for some senior quarterbacks, right? Got Aiden O'Connell, who really, up till this point, had been going back and forth with in kind of rotating games a little bit. He finally kind of ascended to the number one guy last season for Jeff Brom there at Purdue. But, um, you know, again, Purdue has a lot of talent, you know, around Aiden O'Connell. They've got a big receiver. They've got an outstanding corner with just rare size. I, I don't know what, what's going on this year, Rick, but we've got some six two, six foot three corners this year that are seemingly popping up at all sorts of schools. It's going to be really interesting. We know in the NFL, they like the trend of those big corners, but um, you've got Aiden O'Connell, excuse me, at Purdue. You got Sean Clifford at Penn State. And, you know, Sean Clifford, I think to this point in his career, no offense to him, but he's always left you wanting a little bit more, right? You've always, it was always, okay, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. This last year, 2021, right? Hired a new offensive coordinator, supposed to really get the most out of him. 
things didn't work out exactly how they wanted or, you know, didn't have quite the season that they had really hoped like they did a couple years ago. Um, but you know what? I think for, for Penn State, this is Sean Clifford's opportunity. He's thrown to another big receiver in Mitchell Tinsley. Got really good interior offensive lineman with a center and Juice Scruggs. Hunter Norzad, who transferred from Cornell, uh, he's coming in, solidifying that offensive line. You spoke about Joey Porter, P.J. Mustafer, some of the horses they have on defense. Hey, you know what? Big Ten is going to be very competitive this season, especially the East, all right? Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Rutgers is going to be throwing some. Got to give you some New Jersey love over there, Rick. But um, you know what? I, I'm really bullish on the Big Ten. I think they're going to have a great year collectively um and uh this is just only the beginning here we, we get the kickoff between penn state purdue week one who would have thought we'd have a a great conference matchup like this yeah and i got news for you people are sleeping on penn state they're not even ranked this year they're not yeah. even in the top 25 uh that could change after this game here against purdue uh i will say mario tinsley is an intriguing guy to keep an eye on because the the coaching staff again they were raving about him they said Parker Washington, the sophomore wide receiver, is probably the best pro prospect uh, on the team period. But they said they view Tinsley, who came over from uh, Western Kentucky, for those of you who are Bailey Zapp Zappy fans, uh, Tinsley led Western Kentucky in receiving. And so they said, hey, they, they view Tinsley and Washington as kind of like 1A, 1B. And so don't be surprised if Penn State takes care of business, Purdue – uh, getting points on at home, but Penn State, I think, is going to take care of business there again. 8 p.m. on Fox. All right, we got another ranked team in action tonight. Uh, we mentioned Rodrigo. Um, how about our guy Khalil Pimpleton, who I think was brought back for the Lions practice squad, another star from the Hard Knocks. His uh, Central Michigan squad is going to face off against Oklahoma State, who's uh, a top 10, I think they're ranked number 12 and number nine, depending if it's the AP or coaches poll. Spencer Sanders, another one of these quarterbacks who returns somewhat on the NFL radar. But what do you got here in this uh, Oklahoma State matchup who's favored by three touchdowns? And oh, by the way, our guy Emery Hunt, who's going to be on later on in the show, actually said Central Michigan has a chance to upset this game. And Lou Nichols, the running back there, I, I believe, led the nation in rushing last year. Yeah, I'm a big Lou Nichols fan. And, uh, you know, he's, I think, the reason why uh, Central Michigan's going to have a chance in every game this year. But it's not just him. I mean, they got an, another running back in Kobe Lewis, good football player, big wide receiver in Dallas Dixon, right? We know that Khalil was a little bit of the flash, the, the shorter uh, punt returner type. Well, guess what? Dallas Dixon, over about six, one and a half, 200 pounds, long arms, big hands. He's going to be a big possession type receiver for them. Uh, tight end and Joel Wilson, right? More of that H-back type mold, about six, three and a half, 245. But he's a guy that can move and do some things. They got a pass rusher, Thomas Incombe this year. Uh, you know, a, a guy that off the edge, he could even move inside if he wanted to. He has that type of size and length. But I think he's going to be best on the edge. He's going to be coming for that defense. But, I mean, Lou Nichols, to me, uh, you know, he's a game changer. I'm a big fan of Lou Nichols. I'm kind of anxious to see how his season's going to be playing out. But, you know, hey, let's get back on the senior quarterback theme. We've got Spencer Sanders there for Oklahoma State. Uh, we talked about Malcolm Rodriguez and the leadership he brought, you know, to the defensive side. 
can they replace Malcolm Rodriguez? Can they replace uh, Colby Harvell Peel, uh, the safety that we had at the NFL PA game that was with the Texans? You know, they did lose some pieces on defense. They're still going to be returning some, right? They still have Israel Antoine. They still got Sion Asi up front. Um, they still have, um, you know, uh, my man uh, Brock Martin there, defensive end. So they still have some pieces there. But, you know, I think more of it's going to fall to Spencer on Spencer Sanders' shoulder. You know, he's an interesting style type quarterback. A um, little bit of that modern, um, you know, outside the pocket type quarterback. He can do a lot of things with his legs, but he's no slouch as a passer, you know. So I really want to see him take his game to that next level. We know that Coach Gundy there is a quarterback whisperer and uh, always has prolific teams uh, there in the Big 12. Braden Johnson, big wide receiver who can really run for his size, you know, is, uh, is going to be the beneficiary of some of uh, – uh, 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 Spencer Sanders' throws. So, you know, I do think you've got a lot of pieces there for Oklahoma State. It's just going to be how quickly can they gel as a team, replace some of last year's losses, and obviously go out in the very competitive Big 12 and uh, see how they can do. Yeah, they'll be looking to really try to compete with Baylor, I think, in that conference. And um, Oklahoma State, you know, we shall see uh, – Central Michigan. I think it's going to be closer than people realize. So buckle up, tune in for that one. Of course, Dane Vandernat, the director of college football scouter scouting uh, for NFL PA collegiate bowl. We are on location across the nation. Our fourth year uh, putting together this great roster, the 11th annual NFL PA collegiate bowl will be coming January, 2023. We're excited about that. And our guy, Dane Vandernat will be on location tonight. Dane uh, heading out to Mizzou. Right. where they're taking on Louisiana Tech. Um, I found it interesting, you know, Missouri here, they brought in 31 freshmen and 19 transfers. There's 50 new players on this roster. Not only that, it's their fifth new starting quarterback in five years at Missouri. What do you got here? What are you going to be looking for when you attend this uh, Missouri matchup tonight? Yeah, well, I mean, for one, I don't know, this game will be as competitive as some of these others we've talked about. We'll see if Louisiana Tech can kind of try and keep it close. They do have a big receiver there uh, who's a prospect this year. But when it comes to Missouri, I'm anxious to look at the trenches, right? They've got a good veteran offensive line. They've got legit three or four prospects up front on that offensive line. Uh, some of them have the opportunity to come back for another year. Some of them, this is going to be it. But um, they've got some big, long guys up front blocking for this Mizzou offense. And then on the defense, you're right. They've got some, some, some talented defensive linemen that need to put it all together. Just like we talked earlier, Rick, that, hey, you have your senior season to change the narrative a little bit. I hope that they're going to take advantage of this, right? You've got, you've got guys like um, uh, a trade and Jeff Cope, Isaiah McGuire, Darius Robinson, uh, George or Realist George. You've got some big men up front there who have NFL bodies that can play on Sundays. Now we just got to produce, right? We can't just flash and do things once and then, you know, go long stretches without doing it again. We need to show consistency which is the number one word that NFL talent evaluators talk about, right? Can you do it consistently? Can you do it play after play, game after game, early in the season to long in the season, when the game's on the line, how, how are you producing? Because that's what's important for the next level, right? Can't just flash. 
we got to be able to do it uh, frequently. So for these guys, Darius Robinson has one of the prettiest looking bodies that you could imagine, right? Isaiah McGuire, uh, you know, on the defensive end side, one of the prettiest bodies you can imagine. Low production last season, right? Starter, low production, SEC. You're going up against horses. I get it. You're going up against, you know, the best of the best in the Southeastern Conference. But we still need to be able to overcome our opposition and make plays when the game's on the line. So, um, you know, Mizzou, hopefully, you know, they're able to turn around. I think, uh, uh, you know, the coach over there, Eli, he's he's phenomenal. Um, I, he brings a really fun offensive system. I've enjoyed watching him from his App State days now over here to Mizzou. I think this is year three for him. So really hoping that he's going to get this team to hit their stride. They've got a lot of talent, but now it's time to produce, Rick. Yeah, he really had Appalachian State roaring, so he's trying to uh, turn around that Missouri team. You're right. Uh, reliability, availability, uh, probably, you know, sounds so simple, but probably the two best attributes you can have. Over here taking notes, always a note-taking session. It's t- Tutorial Thursday with Dan Vandernat, and make sure you follow him at D Vandernat. You see the Twitter handle there. He'll be on location at Mizzou if you want to follow along with the uh, Scouting Chronicles and – uh, we'll be on location across the nation all season long, searching for talent, assembling that 112-man roster come January for the 11th annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. And before we let you go, we had uh, our good friend, the doctor, on yesterday, Dr. Lynn Lasbrook. I know you are now teaching uh, the football GM and scouting course over on smww.com. So tell the folks at home a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, I think, for for people to learn about the ins and outs of the NFL and and professional talent evaluation and personnel. Um, You know, I'm honored to be on with the legendary John Wooten, who uh, has been in this business well before I was born. And, you know, the um, the wealth of knowledge and the wisdom he has is just remarkable. I'm sitting here taking notes every time we're on there, Rick, as well, and just enjoy uh, thoroughly uh, listening to his perspective, all of his experiences. And, and these are the things, you know, that I think make he and I a, a pretty good duo. I don't have nearly the wealth of knowledge or the capacity that John Wooten has, but I have a different experience, right? My come up in the National Football League and working my way up to the Raiders, a little bit more modern. He's got, you know, obviously a little more old school, former player. He used to block for Jim Brown on some of those great uh, Cleveland Brown defenses, uh, you know, coached by uh, legendary coaches there in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, for him, he brings an awesome perspective. And then I try and help out as much as I can and provide guys with a little more modern take on working your way up through an NFL organization, how to get a start. Uh, some of the qualities teams are looking for, the time frames that are involved here. So um, just a wealth of knowledge that we try to collectively drop. And he does a much better job than I, Rick. But, um, you know, it, it is a you know great opportunity for anybody to learn about some of those ins and outs and to r- really try and glean some some experience here. No, listen, I, I spoke to John Wooten about two years ago on the phone and um, it was probably a two hour conversation. It flew by like it was felt like 20 minutes. And uh, I learned so much there out of uh, John Wooten. Did we lose Dane? Did you give him the hook there, uh, Tone? All good. We were going to wrap it up anyway, Dane, if you're in the green room. Appreciate the time. That's Dane Vandernat, everybody. There he is. Yeah, sorry, uh, buddy. No, all good. And yeah, so Wooten has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. 
And so uh, we 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 uh, bumbled the promo code when uh, Dr. Lynn was on yesterday. But if you like uh, what you hear from Dane, we had Aaron Schatz on who teaches the football analytics course. You can go to SMWW.com exclusive for Jacob sports listeners draft Bible 22 all lowercase draft Bible 22. You can save 300 bucks, 300 bucks off any smww.com course how about that for the people with the parting shot dane uh we'll be doing this every thursday here on the football playbook i kept you a little overtime today we'll try to do better next week my man rick always my pleasure jumping on here and i'm, I'm happy to run overtime whenever we need to absolutely safe travels over there to mizzou thanks buddy all right there you have it dane vandernat if you like uh keeping tabs on the college football landscape Want to know which players you need to watch tonight and over the weekend? We'll have uh, Emery Hunt coming up next. It's the football playbook taking you up to noontime Eastern with the Sports Take Guys, brought to you by Ocean Casino Resorts in Atlantic City, home of your Eagles post game show. We're going to pay some bills. Come back right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's your boy RIC here on TFB. Riding out till 12 o'clock till the sports tech guys take over from there. Hey, it's your annual reminder or your daily reminder. Hit that like button. I heard we got close to 100 yesterday. You're going to put your boy over that 100 barrier today? Come on. Come on, baby. Show your boy some love. Hit that like button. Smash it, bash it, mash it, clash it, trash it. You know what the deal is. Hey, um, we're going to have our guy Emery Hunt in just a moment, followed by Gail Saunders from 4th and John. Don't worry, the Eagles talk is coming. But a great spot out of Dane Vandernat. Always a learning experience and always love uh, getting some additional homework with some of the prospects that I'll be watching tonight. Can't wait for the college football action there. A um, couple things he said that I want to mention on, or one specifically, is he talked about the uh, influx of six foot two cornerbacks. And I specifically remember the Richard Sherman year. Cause I think he was a senior bowl invite and I was down there and I said, man, this guy's a first round pick. He's shutting guys down. He's telling them all about it. This guy out of Stanford had picks all week in practice. Then he winds up going in like the third round. And I remember if it was that draft or the year after that, you started to see like six foot, 200 pound cornerbacks that run in the four, four was unheard of until that legion of boom defense. And I think that was where you started, you know, you see guys come into the NFL bigger, stronger, faster every year. But I think that's when you started to kind of see this influx of, of tall cornerbacks who traditionally would play safety normally. But now as these guys just are just incredible athletes coming out of college. Uh, I, I remember the Richard Sherman year. I could count on one hand how many corners were like six foot and ran in the four, four range. Now, last year, forget about it. They're all six foot. They're all 200. They all run four, four. It's the new norm uh, in the NFL. Just go ask Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He comes in a shade under at five foot 11, but 210 pounds ran a four, four, eight at the combine. <laughs> there you have it. Um, so that's the evolution of the cornerback position. I saw you guys talking about Trey Sermon in the chat room somebody I really did like coming out of Ohio state. And I, and he was another senior bowl invite. And I remember he went to the senior bowl with an injury that I'm not sure NFL teams knew about, or he didn't disclose it, but he had some kind of a broken collarbone. I know coming out, coming out of Ohio state. Uh, I believe that really impacted him at least for the early on part of the season there in San Francisco. Now, they used a whole stable of backs last year. It was a committee approach. I'm not sure if he ever got back to full strength. I'm not out in San Francisco on a regular basis. So not sure why they've soured on him so quickly. But I think he went undrafted because of the injury anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, is he worth kicking the tires on? I think so. Uh, I would definitely see what's there. But they did bring in. LaMichael P. Ryan yesterday for that practice squad Philadelphia did. So we'll see what happens. Um, and that was a couple follow-ups there. We're getting close to 11 o'clock tone. Let me know when Emery Hunt's uh, in the green room. We'll pop him on. 
and I was trying to get to some of my football predictions. We'll see if we have time later on in the show. If not, we'll save them for tomorrow. And uh, we got a couple more good guests coming up tomorrow. I think we're going to have my guy, Ralph, Ralph Ventry, from the NFL Draft Bible. Maybe we'll do football predictions with him. He'll give us the lowdown on the, some FCS matchups such as Villanova if we don't get my guy, my fellow Paisan. Hey, we got we got Italian coaches here in Philadelphia. We got Nick Sariani. We got my guy Mark Ferrante down in Villanova, who I had a chance to see out at the Ocean City scrimmage a couple weeks ago and um, just put an inquiry into him this morning. And also to Stan Drayton, uh, the new Temple football head coach, both Villanova and Temple in action for your Philadelphia area tomorrow night. So hopefully we can pop those guys up. Of course, we'll have Mook Williams, uh, co-founder of Vayner Sports, and my partner at NFL Draft Bible Consulting, retired and uh, retired certified NFL PA agent. Uh, he's going to have a beer review for us tomorrow. Uh, if you follow Mook Williams on Instagram, his Mookagram is uh, full. It's a chock full of beer reviews up there. So uh, we're going to have some fun tomorrow. We're going to bust open some soda pops here on the football playbook, and that's going to be a Friday tradition. So come prepared, come ready, uh, come buckled up with your state vodka glass, and we're going to pour a little pour a little out for the homies. And uh, next up, I have one of my homies. He is the czar of the uh, playbook joining us on the football playbook, Emery Hunt, football game plan, CBS Sports, always moving and shaking. Good morning, Emery. Thanks for hopping on, brother. Good morning, Rick. Good to see you, man. Looking all fresh and everything. Love to be uh, on the field. We're trying over here. I don't have the Emory Hunt suits on. Uh, you know, little little too early for you to get dressed up, but you're always styling and profiling like Walt Clyde Frazier. And always a pleasure. I know um, you're all over the place for CBS HQ. I know you do some broadcasting for ESPN. Uh, we got a whole slate of matchups on deck for this upcoming weekend. Are you going to be on location broadcasting any games this weekend? I only have a high school game this weekend. It's in uh, East Pennsboro, Pennsylvania, so right outside Harrisburg, getting over there uh, Friday night. And uh, on Saturday, I'm all over CBS Sports HQ breaking down week one of college football. Yeah, you are uh, all over it, and I want to pick your brain on that in just a second. But, hey, uh, the football playbook show here, you know, my my new audience is getting used to some of my old regular guests, but we do have a slew of people that might be uh, – being introduced to you for the first time they shouldn't be but if they are just tell the people at home where you're from where you're repping what you do some things you got going on born and raised in new orleans uh played my college ball at the university of louisiana a uh, home of the raging cage that's a jersey you see in the background my old stomping grounds and you know lived in jersey since 05 and started football game plan in 07 we just celebrated our 15th year anniversary uh, so we're excited about that you know started grinding on the website YouTube, we started in 09 before anybody was out there on YouTube, podcasting before anybody was out there in 2011, kind of snowballed into some TV opportunities. And next thing you know, I'm broadcasting college football games. And you now see me on CBS Sports HQ and also all over uh, TV, whether it's uh, digital TV, cable television, satellite television. Uh, it's been a, a, a tremendous glow up uh, since we started back in 07. Yeah, it's a can't stop, won't stop situation. And uh, I'm always crossing paths with Emery on the scouting trails. We're both zigzagging the country uh, throughout the year. So always a pleasure uh, to talk football with him off the air and always a pleasure for my listeners on the air. So let's do some of that. Um, 
Now, you know, we're very Philadelphia orientated here at the football playbook. So we're going to kick off with some Eagles chatter. And, you know, down at the Ocean Casino, you can find some uh, wagering values. And I'm looking at the MVP race because I saw you on CBS HQ and uh, you were you were heaping raises, uh, roses on uh, the one Jalen Hurts. Maybe a uh, value play in the MVP race? Absolutely. It's always fun to watch the, the national media and then the public um, disrespect these quarterbacks that have supreme talent. Your Lamar Jacksons, your Patrick Mahomes, your Russell Wilsons, your Jalen Hurts. I, I still feel like the national media and, and the subsequently the fans don't know how to gauge the athletic quarterback. They always view it in terms of, well, the position is played this one way. But when you have someone that can affect the game on both ends of offense, you're getting tremendous value um, you know, for in, in terms of MVP odds. I was ahead of the curve on Patrick Mahomes, ahead of the curve on Lamar Jackson. Um, so I'm trying to get everyone to get ahead of the curve on Jalen Hurts. You want to play these odds right before the season, before people start to see the evidence. Because a lot of people we know, Rick, are tend to be, I need to see it before I saw it already. So if we're telling you right now, Jalen Hurts is the guy with this stacked offense behind this uh, very good offensive line, you know, the improvements, significant improvements on defense. So that means he's going to get a lot of these bonus possessions back. And if you think, remember, he had like five or six touchdown passes that were taken back due to penalty, something weird like that uh, hmm. we hadn't seen in the NFL. So he was putting up the numbers last year, and now his second consecutive season in the same system, something he hadn't had since high school, I think he's about to go bananas. All right, there you have it. When Emory Hunt says it, you better pay attention. So you're looking for a good value play in the MVP race. Jalen Hurts it is. And, uh, yeah, he accounts for a lot of touchdowns both uh, via the air and I think he had maybe 10 last year via the ground. So uh, we'll, we shall see. While we're talking Eagles, then let me ask you this because – uh, they went out and got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Shout out to uh, the Prez, Zach Petra, his poor Vikings scooped up Jalen Rager. But uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson moved the needle a little bit because I checked out some of the sportsbook odds and where Dallas was the clear-cut favorite in, in, in their opinion to win that division, some sportsbooks now have moved the Eagles even or neck and neck with the Cowboys. How do you see the NFC East playing out here? Yeah, that's the biggest telltale sign, right? When you look at Philly on paper, um, they have a really good roster on both sides of the ball. Dallas has a really good roster, but they also have the experience. We've seen Dallas, you know, win the division before. We've seen them win with this particular roster they have now. Now, granted, they're going to be dealing with a few injuries, some key ones, but for the most part, we've seen this team perform. We still haven't seen the Eagles perform yet in this iteration in terms of all the pieces that they've added, but you love the fact that they've added talented players on defense. I thought that was a major issue last year, more so than people want to make it about the offense. It was the defense couldn't stop anybody. So you improved on defense on paper, and if it plays out how it looks right now on the two deep, then you have to side with the Eagles. It's going to become a situation where if the Eagles can split with the Cowboys, they win the division. If they don't split, if they get swept by the Cowboys, then the Cowboys win the division. That's how Razor Thin I see this division. I think both teams will go to the playoffs. Both teams have a legitimate shot to go far in the playoffs. But in this division, it's all going to be whether or not the Eagles can win one against Dallas. If they can do that, they'll win the division. You're right. That Dallas uh, series could ultimately dictate the division. And if they get swept by the Cowboys, they can forget about 
uh, winning the NFC East. Uh, not getting a lot of respect in terms of Super Bowl odds. They're not even considered to be one of the top 10 teams according to the Vegas odds. So maybe a little bit of a surprise there in the NFC. Uh, but outside of the Eagles, give me an NFC team here. I, I kind of see the Rams and the Bucks. I know a lot of people like the Green Bay Packers. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers believer when it comes to winning the big game. I know he's got one ring, but what I've seen lately, I'm not putting the Packers in that upper echelon. I am putting the Rams there. I think the Bucks are in a tier two, maybe by themselves. Is there any other NFC teams that you might put up there as a dark horse candidate? The New Orleans Saints. They've beaten the Bucks every time in the regular season since Tom Brady has gotten there. Jared Cook was the reason why they lost a game in the playoffs to Tom Brady during his first season with the fumble as they were going into score to go up double digits. So the Saints have their number. They're very good on defense. I know they just lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but they get uh, you know tremendous help back on offense. They get Jameis Winston back healthy. We saw what Jameis Winston looked like last year post-LASIK surgery. We'd never seen that Jameis before because – Throughout his entire college career, national championship, Heisman Trophy winner, Pro Bowl career in um, you know, for the season out there in Tampa, he did all of that blind. So now you're looking at a guy that has corrected eyesight that is in his third year of this system with Pete Carmichael calling the plays and a defense that's arguably the best in the NFC. The Saints, they have the confidence, they have the mojo, they have the talent, they've added pieces to that defense, they've gotten the best receiving core they've had uh, since Marcus Colson and Robert Meacham and, and Joe Horn, all those guys. So you're going far back. This with this core with Landry, Olave, a healthy Michael Thomas when he gets back out there, and Marquez Calloway, who was their number one last year, is now their number four. Deontay Hardy, who already has rapport with Jameis Winston, and you don't get a suspension from Elvin Kamara all season? Yeah. This Saints team is tailor-made to make a deep run. I think that's your dark horse to get to the Super Bowl. That's a good one. And, you know, Michael Thomas has to be healthy. He also has to be motivated because I think last year he wasn't really – his head wasn't in, in the game. And now this year they come in, fresh start. If Winston stays healthy, look out. I think he could throw for 5,000 yards. I really do. I thought he was going to be the NFL comeback player of the year last year. I might have been a year too early there. I, I could see if he stays healthy, right? There's a lot of ifs there in New Orleans, but if he does, they could be maybe in that tier two category. All right, give me a give me a team in the AFC where the NFC is really wide open. Uh, the AFC, you kind of have a couple kings, like the Bills, the Bengals. I'll still keep the Chiefs in there. Trying to run through one of those teams is going to be difficult. Even the Ravens with that defense and a, and a and a motivated Lamar Jackson looking for a new contract. I think that's your cream of the crop there in the AFC. And then you've got tier two teams that are really good. Uh, give us a dark horse candidate in the AFC. You know, and I'm glad you layered it that way because when you're talking about tier two, um, outside of those teams you mentioned, I look at Miami. I feel like Tua is angry. He's tired of all the naysayers. He's tired of hearing his name and every quarterback that comes available being attached to Miami. I like this attitude that we've seen from him coming out of training camp. And you factor in they've added explosive talent on a perimeter. So it doesn't take a deep throw to, to really ring up that cash register. It takes a short pass 
which these receivers in Waddle and Hill can take a long way. And I think the ben biggest benefit for Miami this year is the fact that they've added, finally, talent in the backfield. Chase Edmonds. You also look at um, you know the, the the reserve that they have. They added him, too. I can't Most remember. Most Mostert. So you yeah. got speed and explosiveness. Edmonds is a, a baller. We remember him uh, way back at Fordham. So this kid yeah. now is their starter. Most are their backup. So is you see the theme here: speed and explosiveness. A motivated, made it of motivated Tua in a defense that was already good. Keep in mind, I think you know we look at how well they played the Patriots. They've beaten the Patriots. Um, they've beaten the Jets. I feel like this team can go, you know, can win double digit games and get in the playoffs. And once you get into the postseason, we know it's all about a, a break here, a break there. We just saw the Bengals do it last year. So the Dolphins, to me are one of these teams that are flying under the radar. I think they got a legit shot. I think they're a better team than New England. Oh, by the way, adding Tyreek Hill doesn't hurt either. Uh, I guess you're buying in on this Mickey McDaniel. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Anytime you get a coach that understands the value of the run game, I'm all in. And, you know, as much as, you know, people want to talk about it's a passing league, is passing this, passing that, you have to be able to own the line of scrimmage, run the football. And I think when you add a Mike McDaniel in there, you're going to get that uh, coming off that Shanahan tree. They understand the value of the run game. Plus, you have game breakers in the backfield. So I'm all in on what they want to do out there offensively. All right. Spoken like a true running back. We shall see uh, Mike McDaniel there in Miami. All right. I want to pick your brain on the college, couple college football games. Before we do, I've been uh, trying to – pick up some Super Bowl predictions from our guests as, as best I possibly can. I know it's early. A lot can change. Uh, but early on here, who you got going to the big dance? I'm going to go off the beaten path. I'm going to go Baltimore and New Orleans. A healthy Ravens team. This team was 8-3 and three with all of those injuries until the key cog, Lamar Jackson, got hurt. So imagine a healthy Lamar and a healthy Ravens bunch. That's That, to me, is a given, for, in my opinion. And I just laid out all of the reasons why the Saints have the best team in the NFC. And I think that's an, a team that is is now ready to go. And even though they lose Sean Payton, but they still have a lot of continuity in that building. Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen have been there under Sean Payton. The play callers don't change. The philosophy doesn't change. And the talent just got increased. So I see Baltimore and New Orleans getting to the big dance. Okay. Some big praise for, for, for the Saints there. Uh, whose win total is only at eight and a half. So if you're looking for a value play there, hey, uh, Emory's saying they, they should surpass nine victories. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Let me ask you about that because uh, speaking of two, he was out there liking a photoshopped image of him in a Dolphins uniform. Uh, we hear conflicting reports if he was, if he wasn't uh, offered a big money contract. The news of Russell Wilson just came down the wire today. Uh, 40, $49 million annually, Aaron Rodgers, $50 million annually. Uh, the salary cap expected to jump up about $15, 20000000 million next year. What is Lamar Jackson going to command here on the open market? Are the Baltimore Ravens going to give it to him, do you think? Uh, that's the great question. Are they going to give it to him? Because he can command um, just as much as Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about a reigning MVP, you know, has an MVP under his belt. You know, he's gotten his team to the playoffs every year outside of last year that he's been the starter. You think about what he did as a rookie, getting thrown in the mix, getting that team, saving jobs, and getting them to the playoffs 
um, as well in, in, in a game against the Chargers. So he is the ultimate weapon. I know that gets thrown out a lot. We remember seeing that on the cover of Sports Illustrated with Randall Cunningham. Well, this kid is the ultimate weapon. He is the Baltimore Ravens. He is the offense. And if he is allowed to get to the open market, 49 to 50 uh, with the increase. Because, again, people focus on the, the number when it comes out, not looking at it you know, five years from now. Look at Dak Prescott when he got signed. And Dak Prescott is a top five to maybe eight quarterback in the NFL. And so he's getting paid like a eight to ten now, you know, based off how everything has grown. So whatever number comes out, don't get hung up on it because it's going to grow because we know football is the most popular sport in this country and the salary cap will continue to go up. So I think he can command $50 million uh, based off what he is to, to an offense, let alone the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he got 10 years, 450 million, 45 million per year. However, that's looking like a bargain, only 63 million guaranteed too. Uh Russell now has 165 million guaranteed coming to him. We already know Deshaun Watson has 230 million guaranteed coming to him and oh by the way, Kyler Murray 160 guaranteed at 46.1 million. I would imagine Lamar Jackson's going to command more than Kyler Murray, especially with that salary cap uh, jumping up. Hey, he's Emery Hunt, the football game plan, czar of the playbook, on the football playbook. Uh, switching gears here, we have you for a few more minutes. Let's talk some college football. I saw you on CBS HQ just uh, this morning. We had Dane Vandernat on a minute ago uh, previewing that Central Michigan-Oklahoma State matchup tonight. Uh Maybe a little upset in the making. Yeah, people sleep on Central Michigan, man. I remember, you know, studying Central Michigan in preparation for the NFL draft. You know, they had two NFL draft picks along the offensive line. You had Pimpleton, who played, I believe, in the NFL PA Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wide receiver specialist. So I'm studying those guys. I'm like, I was just enamored with how well they play football. And I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised because it's Jim McElwain. So they're really good up front foundational you know point of attack team on both sides of the ball great running back and Lou Nichols who's an NFL prospect and their offensive line is still good despite losing two NFL prospects up front and defensively they're solid they're sound um and they're facing the Oklahoma State team that lost a lot of production at the second level at the linebacker level along that defensive front um so when you're talking about teams stopping the run and having to stop the run, and now you have to break in some new guys at the second level, I think it's prime for an upset. And, and Central Michigan doesn't get blown out in these Power 5 matchups. The last time they played Oklahoma State, remember that game was a wild game with Cruz, uh, Cooper Rush, the, the Hail Mary at the end. Oh, they was they it really? Oklahoma. Okay. It was Oklahoma State. And that was in 2019, I believe, um, or 17. And uh, last year um, – they, they, they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these Power 5 schools. They don't get blown out. So 21-and-a-half seems like so many points against a team that's solid and well-coached like Central Michigan. Hey, you sold me. I'm taking that, and I like the hook too. So uh, there you have it, Central Michigan. All right, before we let you go, let's, uh, let's look ahead. We'll have more on the upcoming Saturday games tomorrow on the football playbook. But give me a matchup or give me a, a, a prospect that you're watching this weekend. 
Florida, Utah, I am circling that game because, one, I feel like people are underestimating the Florida Gators and what they're going to be able to do with that run game. So this is a fantastic matchup, number one. But I'm looking at Anthony Richardson because uh, I think he is the number one quarterback prospect in this draft class. He has a height, weight, speed that you look for, the athleticism that you look for. He's going to take the, the meteoric rise this year because he's going to be the full-time starter, no back and forth with Emory Jones. He's paired up with a fantastic coach and Billy Napier, who has a supercharged version of Levi Lewis, who was excellent for the Raging Cajuns. I feel like Anthony Richardson is going to put on a show against this Utah team that is still giving up touchdowns to Ohio State in that Rose Bowl game. So I feel like we should see a fun matchup here. I do like Florida to win, but Anthony Richardson is the guy to watch uh, in this ball game. Could very well be that number one quarterback that comes off the board come April. He flashed the potential last year. Right now he's got to kind of put that body of work together for a full season. And Dane had just come on and mentioned about change the narrative, right? You, you, you showed us the glimpses of potential. Now show us you can do it for the whole season. And uh, yeah, there's no limit to how far Anthony Richardson can ascend up draft boards. And of course, uh, Emory Hunt puts out a draft guide that you will definitely want to get. Uh, you will want to go to football game plan and pick up all his books, listen to all his interviews, subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you stay tuned to his TV shows. Anything else I'm forgetting, Emory? I think you need another job. All right. I just keep it locked on F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Um, you'll see me calling high school games. You'll see me calling college football games starting next weekend. So we got a lot of fun coming down uh, the pike on Football Game Plan and on that Twitter account as well. Always a pleasure, my man. Enjoy the football week, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you and seeing you around. Looking forward to it, man. All right. There you have it. Emery Hunt, always a pleasure to pop him up here. Uh, hopefully we'll get him on throughout the season. And uh, we're going to have another guest when we come back. Gail Saunders from 4th and John will join us. Before we go to the commercial break, don't forget to hit that like button. Let's get over that 100 barrier today. Come on, buckle up, smash it, mash it, dash it, hit that like. Uh, when we come back, I know you've been listening uh, patiently to some college football talk, some NFL talk. You're going to get Eagles talk all over the map here on the Jacob Sports Channel coming up at 12 with the Sports Take guys, followed by the National Football Show and Dan Cilio from 3 to 6. And you'll get it right here on the Football Playbook when we come back with Gail Saunders, 4th and John, joining us right after this commercial break. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We are moving and grooving here on hour two of the football playbook show presented by ocean casino and resorts in Atlantic city home for your Eagles post game show every Sunday. Buckle up uh, Jacob sports channel surpassing the 1 million viewer barrier mark this, this month of August. Uh, how about that? Big things happening at Jacob sports. We're only going to continue to grow this platform and grow this channel. Of course, 7 a.m. It all starts with around the NFC East. Jeff Kerr kicking off your mornings every weekday into the Birds 365 show with Mac and Mac from 8 to 10. Of course, RIC here with you today from 10 to 12 each and every day until the Sports Take guys at noon, followed by uh, the National Football Show with Big Sills from 3 to 6. And so uh, we've been talking NFL. We've been talking college. All of you in the chat room have been waiting patiently for our Eagles chatter today. And here to do it is Gail Saunders. Pop him up there, Tone, from uh, 4th and John. Good morning, Gail. How are you today? What's up, Rick, man? Big fan. Uh, uh, NFL Draft Bible Days. Man, I've been following you a long time, man. Glad to be on your show. No, I appreciate it, man. And we've been following everything uh, you've been doing. You've been at this quite a while as well, going back to your days at the uh, Roto World, I believe, and now with yep. the 4th and John. I mean, tell the listening audience at home what you got cooking these days. Yeah, you know, 4th and John, we're uh, we're pretty much trying to be everywhere, uh, whether it's tailgating, whether it's the Senior Bowl, uh, whether it's covering the, the Eagles 24-7. That's what we, we try to do from a fan's perspective. But, uh, you know, we like to analyze everything. So it's the Eagles talk 24-7. No doubt. There's a lot of content flowing over there at fourthandjohn.com. Go check it out. Make sure you follow Gail on Twitter. He's a great follow. And uh, Eagles fans, you're going to love his breakdowns and analysis. Let's start off with your reaction to uh, the Jalen Rager news. I thought it was uh, great that, you know, how he played this poker face the whole way. Heaped praise on Jalen Rager all preseason long when he showed us absolutely nothing. And uh, I think he bamboozled the Vikings here. Uh, what's your take, and how does it uh, play out with this punt return situation? You know, it's, it's the kind of situation that we were kind of like monitoring, and we we figured that we would keep uh, Rager on the 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 uh, fifty three man roster until he's traded. Uh, that trade happened. Uh, you know, I, I was hearing some talks of that before it happened. 
Um, but the fact that you got value for a guy that hasn't really worked out here, you know, uh, he, he he's flashed, but not flashed enough. Uh, you talk about um, just, uh, you know, you, him coming in as a wide receiver five, you know, him being a potential uh, punt returner, you know, him being a punt returner isn't anything flashy either. He hasn't really been consistent there. So I, I think Howie did a great job just getting something back in return. I think change of scenery might be nice for him at this moment. Yeah, maybe. I don't see it. Uh, they talked about the explosion. Where was it? I mean, come on. Uh, we shall see. But, you know, like I said earlier, he gets to play alongside uh, what a real NFL wide receiver looks like. It's got to be a Justin. weird scene, though. That has to be yeah. a weird scene, him stepping in the locker room, like, uh, and Jefferson looking at him like, you know, I'm sorry what I've done to your career. I mean, it's, it's, it's and Jefferson's been very um, open about feeling bad for Rager um, with all his success. Uh, it's, it's, it's a definitely a weird scene. Yeah, well, if anything, he has a new friend in Minnesota. So uh, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see if he lasts with the Vikings. I know they're desperate at the wide receiver position. They're a little banged up there. But um, who do you put? Out if you're Howie Roseman, if you're Nick Sariani, who's out there fielding the kicks and punts for you in week one? Well, you know, they you know, you got Gainwell, you got Quez Watkins. I think uh, between those two, and see who can be that guy. Uh, you know, if you plan to bring Greg Ward back when he's healthy, he's a guy that could also do it. I mean, you also have Britton Covey in the works. I think he could be a serviceable punt returner. I'm not sure, um, is he consistent as a wide receiver yet? Um, so right now, uh, you, you got Gainwell, you got Quez Watkins. I think uh, those those will be the guys you rock with early. How about Devin Allen, though? Because, I mean, this guy has more speed than all of them. I know he's 27. He's kind of learning the ropes a little bit. I, I, I would have liked to see him more out there, but I thought he showed some flashes where, like, hey, if I – if I was the Eagles, like the whole practice, I just have him there fielding kicks, fielding punts because he's electrifying with the ball in his hands. You can't teach that kind of speed. Yeah. Any shot that they can develop him to kind of be groomed for that role? I think um, you know the practices that I was at. Um, he didn't really, sh- didn't really show show out much. I mean, that speed at the is unmatched. Uh, you you saw it in the preseason game, but I think. Um, you're going to have to keep de- developing him. Uh, I don't think he's where they want him to be yet to be on the field, uh, to be relied on. I think, um, you know, he's a guy that y- you can't teach speed. Yeah, he's got that. Um, now it's just a matter of putting it all together. And, you know, his ability to show up as a gunner as well. Uh, you saw that against the yeah. Cleveland Browns. So, you know, if, he, if he's trying to make this roster, he's going to have to show out on special teams. And if uh, he can be more consistent as a punt returner, you know, that was a position I was looking at closely while I was at camp. Um, you know, talk about between him and Britton Covey. Britton Covey had that pretty much on lock, if you're going to compare the two. Okay. All right. Well, that's why we have you on, because you're the one on the scene and knows what's going on. Uh, I'm just reporting from uh, my cozy living room in the Jersey Shore right here. Uh, we've got Gail Saunders here from 4th and John on the football playbook, breaking down some Eagles for you today let's talk about some of these uh practice squad signings uh two new faces in book the quarterback lamichael p ryan the running back uh two former draft picks not too long ago uh eagles rolling the dice here what's your take you know ian book um you talk about the Saints situation you know they had andy dalton backing up um 
uh, what's his name? You know his name, Jameis. Winston. <laughs> and, we just talked about him. Yeah, we just put him in the Super Bowl. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think there was room for him. You know, with Taysom Hill being there as well. Uh, you talk about a guy who they're you know trying to develop. Um, he, he did get one start against the Dolphins uh, when half the team got COVID that 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 one time. Uh, you talk about a guy who um, at one point in time he was one of uh, the two. Uh, quarterbacks with Jalen Hurts to to uh, pass over 2,500 yards and rush over 500 yards from an athletic pro. He, he's got the ability to uh, make some plays with his legs. But again, he you talk about Carson Strong and um, Reed Sennett. I think uh, the Eagles didn't exactly get what they wanted to see from those guys. So if they think Ian Book is going to be that dude uh, that they could develop, um, you know, he, he could be a, a developmental project. Obviously, he was Sean Payton saw something in to draft him in the fourth round, uh, but it's uh, you know we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know how he likes to draft a quarterback. It seems like almost every year, even if it's on day three. So maybe one of these Jalen Rager picks becomes that. If not, maybe Ian Book develops into that backup because I don't see Gardner Minshew here. Uh, Reed Senate, uh, despite his roller coaster training camp, he was brought back on the practice squad as was uh, Anthony Harris that I want to ask you about, because there was some uncertainty what would happen once they uh, acquired Chancey Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Harris was released. We didn't know if he would be coming or going. Kayvon Wallace, despite making the 53 man roster still seems like he's on the bubble. Uh, you know, what do you make? I, I think you're only as strong as your weakest link. The weakest link on this roster is probably the safety position. How do you assess the, the safeties? Now, the safeties, is, that was the one position when uh, I was frequently asked, like every day, uh, what position that I was concerned about going into the season. It was it was a safety group. Uh, I, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the, the depth. Uh, you're talking about Epps being a guy who's who only played 50% of snaps is now your – he's uh, – forecasted in as your starter uh you get chauncey Gardner johnson who ex is exactly what i was kind of looking for i've been i've been eyeing him up since draft days uh he's a guy that the eagles have uh interest in uh he, he got a, a college uh they were at his pro day and they were working him out so that he's a guy that's been on my radar he has that range now when you talk about him versus a um anthony harris that's pretty much the biggest difference, you know, also size, but Anthony Harris, you know, he hasn't really flashed too much in camp. He's been, he's been okay, but he hasn't been enough to write home to mom about be, being excited about. I guess he's a, he's a serviceable guy, but um, at the end of the day, I think him being on the practice squad, you know, hopefully they, they, they figured to get him back on the uh, roster. I think there's still some moves to be made. Every, this 53 is not uh, locked yet. I think there's, Still another move in the in, in the wings to be made, made by Howie. So, you know, I, I think um, that Chauncey move was, was solid. That that's you know we talk about range. You talk about where the Eagles have been picked apart. It's been in the middle of the field. The seams. And you have you have linebackers with you know Kaiser White come off the bench. Uh, you just got range that can move. Um, and then your safety. It's a it's a, a new tandem, but I think uh, you know with that versatility. In, in Chauncey, he's a guy who can move into the slot if you need him, or you know he can play in the box and and play on the back end, because um, that's that's really what we were concerned um, from from our safety position. 
Yeah, an upgrade, no doubt about it. And uh, moving the needle a little bit there in the NFC odds in Vegas, I'll, I'll pick your brain on that in just a second. But you mentioned you made a good point. The 53-man roster is not done. There's still a week, uh, 10 days until kickoff. Uh, some moving and shaking still to be had on, you know, whether it's the 53-man or the practice squad. What position do you still feel uh, like Howie could be looking to upgrade here, do you think? Well, with the, the Michael uh, P. Ryan movie, you, you know, they're like, you know, they're looking for a guy with that like, can give some juice. There was some from the vice potential target uh, from a running pack, a power guy, Jay Ajayi on steroids type move, like to, to, to make a run. If that's if, you know, that's I think that's one other move that they could they could uh, possibly upgrade. I think um, you, you look at the the, the run, running back position. You talk about um, Miles Sanders is on his last year. You got Boston Scott is he's on only here on one year deal. You only have one running back in the mix who's going to be here for a couple years, and that's uh, Gainwell. So um, you know you have, you have Kennedy Brooks here, but again, it's uh, you know you, you're trying to think about long term. So right now it's it's a bunch of it's a three it's a three headed monster, but it could be potentially a four headed monster. I'm okay with that as long as a you know you're not these guys at the moment form like Voltron. I dig it. All right, I like the I like the Voltron reference. Uh, I was always a Voltron over Transformer guy myself. Uh, Gail Founders one, here on the football playbook, breaking it down, chopping it up. Eagles talk. Uh, let's go over to the division rival Cowboys, who are just desperate along that offensive line. Uh, they're kicking the tires on Jason Peters, forty years old. He came in and you know tried to help out the Bears last year, and actually winded up starting for them. Uh, is this an El Desperado ploy? Can Jason Peters actually be uh, a serviceable cog for this Dallas Cowboys offensive line? Uh, with all due respect, I, I love Jason Peters, but I do have to uh, be real with myself. He, there's moments in time when when he was with us, he just he just didn't have it um, consistently. Uh, you know, he's a guy that is he's he's been all world for a long, long, long time. But I think it's a desperation move on their front. I was on. Uh, Philly 500 show just a week ago. And I said, I uh, was asked about the Cowboys and I said, you know, that offensive line is one injury away. And, and I was like, can, can Smith and, and Zach hold up and the next, and within three hours, Smith got injured and here we are. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, you know, that the offensive line has had issues over the past. Um, you're talking about a guy who's going to be protecting Dak Prescott. I mean, 40-year-old guy in a Tybo class, I'm a little concerned uh, if, you, if you're going to risk it with uh, – but, hey, it's not it's, – it, this is where we want the Cowboys to be. I'm not concerned for them. You know, like if, sure. if that's what they have to do, uh, live and die by uh, 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 Jason Peters protecting your blind, blind side, so be it. All right, well, let me ask you this thing because Cowboys are uh, still on most sports books the favorite to win this NFC East. The Eagles are – even on on a couple, but Dallas is still the consensus. Are you uh, going with the Cowgirls or the Eagles? I mean, what do we got going for this? I'm definitely. Is it, is, it, uh, is, it, is it a two horse race only? Or are you throwing the the Commanders in there? I mean, I've watched them could sneakily do some things, but when you're 
betting on Wentz, it's, you know, Wentz is his own worst enemy. Um, but I really do think that the Eagles have done a tremendous job this year putting together a roster that is um, hands down one of the one of the top um, rosters in the NFL. I think I think the Cowboys right now, they're just I, I like like what they do defensively. They're, they're front, you know, the, the Marcus, the Marcus Lawrence, uh, Mike Parsons, all world. I think they're a serviceable defense. I like um, what they do, especially up front. Um, I just really feel like they've uh, they, they dropped the ball in, in terms. Of, I think you know you're going to be relying on guys like Jalen Tolbert to come through. You know, CD is CD, but overall, you know, Dalton Schultz is a guy who uh, I like his game. Uh, was a big fan of his coming out of uh, college, but uh, I think um I mean and then you have Dak Dak Prescott who's been you know for his career he's done he's done well, um, but to rely on uh, you know them to put it all together is where yeah. that's where I stand on the Eagles where uh, they they've done a great job putting together a great nucleus the the, the pass catching weapons tremendous tight end wise um, offensive line. Defensive line, you're talking about 90, what, $94 million poured into this defensive line and offensive line. Uh, that's where they win in the trenches. Um, so at the end of the day, I think everything is set up for uh, Jalen Hurts to really be successful, even if you don't have to have him be a world beater. is If he's managed to uh, splash plays downfield, a solid run game, you talk, you're really cooking, cooking with gas uh, with this unit this year and if they gel together off the field like that 2017 team uh they're set up to make a run yeah i listen jalen hurts doesn't have to be an all pro here he just has to steer the ship this team is structured for him to just steer the ship right into that postseason so we'll uh we'll stay tuned there speaking of the cowboys i heard uh michael gallup now is looking unlikely to play week one so you mentioned Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. He's going to be counted upon uh, to start there for Dallas. And I'm not I'm not putting a lot of stock or confidence into Mike McCarthy there, the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this guy wouldn't recognize talent if it slapped him in the face. I mean, Tony Pollard is the better running back, and he continues to start Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. So, uh, hey, good for you, Dallas. I'm not buying in. Uh, I've got Philly. I'm rolling with Gale here. And uh, we're rolling over to fourthandjohn.com. Tell the listening audience at home all the content you got coming, what you'll be doing, what you got on the horizon. Well, we'll definitely be out there traveling. Um, we'll be out there, you know, we'll be traveling with Philly Sports Trips this year, uh, you know, really just supporting our Eagles. That's what we're really what we do. We're really, really uh, we try to be everywhere that the Eagles are and, and try to get you intel that, you know, other people won't get. Uh, we're, we're just out there really just trying to, you know, Love on our birds like we always do. Uh, we'll be tailgating every home game. If you're looking for a tailgate, you don't have anyone to tailgate with a home game, show up to us. We're sponsored by Bud Light. Free beer. We make cheesesteaks. We got free uh, uh, tomato pies from Conti Bakery. Uh, it's okay. all about just taking about you know taking care of our uh, fellow Eagle fans. That's what we do. Um, where do we Where do we locate you in the parking lot? Where do we come find you? Oh, we're usually in the G lot, but we can be anywhere. So, but, you know, check our social. So, you know, the park, we do have a shout out to our DJ, uh, DJ Lowski. We always have a DJ at our uh, tailgate. So it's always a good time, good party. Shout out to my guy, uh, um, Evan Hearn, uh, Prime. Uh, we have Hollis Thomas in the mix. He's been joining Fourth and John as of late. 
um, and Mal Davis and Chris Malley. So it's a, you know, we're always talking to the Eagles. It's, it's something that uh, we do. We can't stop. It's kind of a, an addiction. No, that's cool. And so, all right, follow at Eagle Sessions game day morning to see where they're at in the parking lot. And I saw the, the Eagles travel uh, deal that you're affiliated with. Tell, tell our listening audience a little bit more about that, because I believe that we have a lot of audience members that would be interested in that. I saw some kind of trip. Where are you going down in Washington? You're organizing. Uh, we're, we're doing we're doing a bus trip down there. You can uh, jump on a bus. Uh, everything's included. You, you, your tailgate ticket, your ticket to the game. Um, we'll be down there in Detroit. Same, same big trip. We'll be a resort down there tailgating with a bunch of Eagle fans. Um, the Arizona trips will be, will, will be nice. Uh, I'm not a big fan of flying, but we'll be flying out. I was going to say, we're not um, taking the so, bus to Arizona, right? We're not taking the bus to Arizona. No, we're not. We're, we're <laughs> definitely, definitely party, flying. But... <laughs> we we got to get you out there, Rick. I mean, I don't know how much of a tailgater you are or, partier but i know you, i know you know one. your music though i know you i know you know yeah. your music though <laughs> yes yes i do um now i i promise you i'll be at at least one tailgate uh i can't promise it'll be on the road but i'll get down there to one of these fourth and john tailgates you can best believe it and then we'll mosey on over to the ocean casino resorts for the eagles post game right after but uh no appreciate the time i'm hoping that we can pop you on here uh throughout the season so we'll chat off the air I appreciate you hopping on here with us today and uh, buckle up. It's going to be a fun season. Go birds, man. All right. There you have it. Uh, Gail Saunders making his uh, football playbook debut here. Uh, Happy to chop it up and talk with him. He's been doing it for quite a while now. And so uh, great, great lineup we had today. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the replay on uh, Jacob sports YouTube channel. Uh, They're doing a great job, by the way, putting all the playlists together, uh isolating all our guest segments so you can find that on the video archives big shout out to tone and uh and james and xander and everybody behind the scenes that's making big things happen at the jacob sports channel over a million viewers in august we're just getting started the season hasn't even begun oh my god buckle up it's a can't stop won't stop affair taking you up till 12 o'clock for about the next 15 minutes or so sports take guys We'll be uh, chopping it up from there, followed by Dan Cilio at three. So you don't want to go anyway. Just keep it locked here all day on Jacob Sports. We're going to take a quick commercial break, pay some bills before we do, or while the commercials are playing, hit the like button. Let's see if we can hit that uh, 100-mark barrier today. And when we come back, we'll put a ribbon on it. Uh, We'll be back right after this, Tone. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's the Football Playbook Show Part 4 edition here. Our fourth episode here on the Jacob Sports Channel here with you today. Uh, 12 o'clock, the Sports Take guys will be taking over. Tomorrow, uh, we have a couple guests lined up. Uh, Bob Wiley, if uh, you're a Hard Knocks fan from the Cleveland Browns, uh, he will join us tomorrow and talk some offensive lines, specifically about the Eagles offensive line. Um, We'll also have... My guy, Mook Williams, will be checking in, uh, works with us over at the NFL Draft Bible, along with Ralph Ventry. We'll pop him up. We'll get to my football predictions hopefully tomorrow. I had some over-unders for you, and um, the Eagles over-under right now looking uh, sitting at 9.5. Uh, Cowboys over-under sitting at 10.5. I do not see an 11-win Cowboys team, that's for sure. Uh, the, the Eagles, double-digit victories looking very, very good. Uh, nine and a half wins seems awfully low. Uh, if this team goes nine and eight, people might be, I mean, there might be some coaches getting axed if they go nine and eight. In fact, it's that time of the show. Let's welcome him in. Tone behind the stream, sometimes on the scene, man. Uh, the Eagles getting disrespected here with the Vegas win total, nine and a half, man. Uh, this looks like almost a stone-cold lock for d- double-digit victories. Well, you know, um, I'm not really a betting man, so I can't personally put too much stock in that. At the end of the day, these guys have to get on that field. They have to buckle it up. Like you say, it's always a double chin strip affair. And listen, man, bring your, bring your orange slices. You know, bring your, uh, bring your nose, you know, bring your mouth guard. You know, bring your, you know, bring your, nose, your nasal strips. It's, it's going to get messy out there when you're dealing with these new look Philadelphia Eagles. I'll tell you that. 
No doubt about it. Tone DeShields here, producer of the football playbook on Jacob Sports. Uh, another good uh, show. L another uh, great list of guests today. I mean, what you like from today's show there, Tone? Oh, man. You know, I really enjoyed all our guests. Uh, shout out to uh, Dane Vandernet, uh, Gail Saunders, Emery Hunt. Uh, you know, not as many guests as we had yesterday, but potent, you know, guests that really, you know, got their points across. And, um, you know, again, I really enjoyed those guys, man. You know, I, I really want to key in on uh, what, what uh, Emery brought up about, you know, the Jalen Hurts MVP odds. And, you know, this this NFL this, these days, they really don't know how to gauge these dual threat quarterbacks. Right. And, you know, you have some people who make an argument that Jalen Hurts isn't necessarily a dual threat quarterback yet because he still has yet to be as much of a threat with his arm as he is with his legs. I can understand that argument. You know, it's going to be really important for Jalen Hurts to prove out as wrong, but even more, it's going to be important for him to make the needed throws. For me, it's not really about the quantity of throws for him. It's, it's not really about the stats for me. It's about the quality of throws. It's about his ability to deliver the ball from point A to point B, his ability to make his reads as necessary, and most importantly, his ability to win um, in the situation of football front, you know, those third and longs, um, fourth down situations, uh, you know, four minutes left in the game, your team is down by 10. Are you able to score on a short field, let your defense get, you know, let your defense get the ball back for you and then go back and potentially um, score that either go ahead touchdown or that game time field goal. I'm paying more so attention to the details for, uh, for Jalen Hurts, not really the numbers. No, I, I think it's about the efficiency. It's really about standing in the pocket, being able to take the big hit, deliver the big throw and get through those progressions and maybe not be so quick to tuck it and run. But uh, you heard Emery say five touchdowns called back. So that would it's have true. boosted his throwing total. And I think, I mean, he did account for 10 rushing touchdowns. So when you're talking about MVP odds, one, you got to win. Eagles are going to win. They're going to go into playoffs. And if they win this NFC East, well, Jalen Hurts is going to put up some numbers here. I mean, I think at last time I checked, it was like 30 to one odds. So if you're looking for a long shot, hey, Jalen Hurts might be in play. I wanted to pick your brain before we uh, get out of here on an outside the box idea that I've had uh, cooking this morning because I'm listening to uh, everybody talk about the different punt return possibilities and Gainwell, Watkins, Allen, Kobe, who could it be? How about this? Why not take a flyer? You saw him do it last year for the Rams in spurts. How about OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. and Eagle Green? Hmm. Maybe stash him on the, uh, the, the IR for half the season. But in the second half, you'd have a potent return man. You've already got your established wideout, so he wouldn't be really dependent upon to be a focal point of that offense. But I don't think it would cost a lot of money. Why not bring OBJ to Philly? Uh, you know, to me, and I like OBJ, right? Um, you know, I feel like he gets, I feel like he gets a bad rap as being a bad teammate. That's not the case at all, in my humble opinion. Not at all. Not um, at all. you know, it's just the fact that you know, when you're trapped in New York with the Giants, you know, I'm pretty sure anybody can get a little antsy. But and with the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield, so can't really get mad at him about that. But OBJ being used in special teams at this point in his career, coming off of the ACL tear in the Super Bowl. I don't see him being fully comfortable with that. I see him being more um, comfortable being in that, you know, that top three on the depth chart uh, wide receiver role like he was with the Rams, with the Cooper Cup and, you know, before Robert Woods got hurt. Um, you know, that's why they brought him in. But I, I think OBJ at this point in his career, he wants to be in a situation where, one, he can win. 
and also he's being used um, the way he would like to be used. And that's, you know, in in, in a 11 personnel situation like the Rams did. Um, if he does come to Philadelphia, that would be spectacular overall for the offense. But I just don't see him being fully comfortable and actually as explosive in special teams. That actually may put him more at risk. All right, good point with the injury. Maybe not as explosive. He did get hurt playing wide receiver, though, not returning kicks. That's true. That's true. Um, and, you, and you can't legislate injuries. So, you have, yeah, that's a good point as well. And I see somebody saying OBJ is going to cost crazy money. I don't think so because he's really not going to be even able to play for half a season. So. It's not about the money for him right now. You know, yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's where people get it, you know, get it twisted a little bit. I understand the name of OBJ, but. He went to the Rams on, I think, a league minimum. He didn't really get that much from the Rams right. either. You know, he yeah. got the bonus money from the Super Bowl win, and he balled out in that Super Bowl, by the way. I don't think they win it unless he, you know, starts that game off the way he does. Um, I still believe OBJ has something left in the tank. He's not a number one wide receiver anymore, in my opinion, and that's no disrespect to him. Um, I just think he's, um, you know, I think I think he's over the hill in his career. You know, injuries have plagued him. You know, those knees are starting to buckle a little bit. And I just think he, I think he'll be better used in that wide receiver two or three role, maybe that two A two B role. Um, you know, again, uh, I don't think he's going to cost that much. I think you can bring OBJ in on a fairly team friendly deal, especially if he believes in what you're doing. Yeah, I think you could get him on an incentive laden friendly deal. And if look, if he's looking to win back to back chips looking to play for a contender, win a second Super Bowl. Maybe he's a luxury piece that uh, Howie Roseman continues to monitor here and will continue to monitor all the Eagles happenings, all the NFL transactions in the waiver wire, and we'll have some college football action tonight that I'm really uh, pumped up about. So we'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk about it. We'll be about it. we got another jam-packed edition on the football playbook. It's about that time to say goodbye, everybody. Make sure you smash the like button before we go. Don't click. Hey, by the way, Tone, do they automatically, does the chat guys and listeners get automatically put over to the sports take guys or do they have to log off and log on? I was a little bit curious myself. Good question. So essentially we have it set up where though, and this is where the behind the scenes work comes in, right? YouTube has great features where you're able to literally redirect listeners from one show to the next and we have all that stuff lined up you know that's what jk sports uh, pays me to do right they pay me to uh to make sure you guys are taken well taken care of and best believe we're going to do that we have you guys set up all you have to do is let this thing ride out and you're going to be taken directly from this live stream with rick Severtello, the football playbook right on to the sports take guys but bear brooks Derek gunn and rob bella so don't worry you guys we got you covered all right, buckle up. Don't go anywhere. You heard Tone say, stay right here. Xander will be giving them some relief duties, and uh, we'll be back at it again and do part five of the football playbook tomorrow. Buckle up. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the odds. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com